0: good morning well first things first obviously me and AJ didn't plan to wear the same shirt that, that wasn't a planned deal and in fact I didn't plan on wearing a t-shirt I was wanting to wear a button up shirt but I've only got one in my closet and I used it Thursday so I said you know what I'll just take the old Christian tea AJ must have been thinking the same thing. So, was not planned. <clears throat> this message is pretty fresh. Uh, as in, the Lord gave it to me this morning. So, it's, I kind of, I wanted to talk about, there was one scripture, one passage of scripture I was going to use and I wanted to use. And this morning, I just, this passage kept coming up and I read it and then I wound up using it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what could happen here. <coughs> yeah. Uh, before we go any further, though, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you, and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here. Uh, Lord, I thank you that for the rain, God, that you've blessed on our land. you uh, Lord, and I pray, God, right now in this service that you would just lead us in everything that we do, God. I pray that your spirit would speak to me and through me. Lord, this is not by me, but it's only by you. God, and I pray that you just show us what we all stand in need of today, God, whatever that is, God. You know what each one of us need, God, and I pray that you would make it known to each one, every one of us, God. I pray by the end of this, God, we'd all grow closer to you, God, and that we would honor you and worship you in everything that we do and say. Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so this is, this is real fresh. So fresh that I, I'm going to read part of it off of my phone and uh, the other half of it in the Bible because <clears throat> I don't want to be flipping back and forth and then not be able to find what I'm looking for because that could, that could be completely possible. Uh, but, you know, just thinking about what's going on in, in our world, in our community, and it seems like you know, it seems like every sermon I've ever had or ever spoke, or whatever. You, you always start off and you talk about the problem in the world, and then you give the solution, which is Jesus. That's just kind of how the, the sermons go. But Every time it seems relevant to talk about, it seems like Satan's winning. Like That's always how it starts. It's always how the sermon starts. It seems like that Satan is, is gaining ground. It seems like our communities are being more divided. It seems like the church's power is getting weaker, it seems like that the Christians aren't winning. seems like God's not winning. seems like God's people's faith is dwindling and faith in man is, is getting more and more. <clears throat> and I just see our community, I see what's going on in our world, and I, I'm always thinking, every sermon I think, man, how it can't get much worse than this. And then you have something like Afghanistan happening. You're like, man, that is, is that not crazy how that whole thing panned out? Is that not crazy how that whole thing went? And then you've got COVID-19. Is this not crazy how this is happening? I mean, and I'm, I'm only 25 years old, so I'm starting to think, I wonder if, you know, maybe this ain't no big deal to an older person. Maybe it's You know, they've been around a little longer than me, maybe they've seen a little more than me. Maybe this is just normal, maybe this is just common. But I know for at least as, you know, when I was about 15, 16 years old, that's when I started to understand how the world kind of worked. Not saying I got it figured out now, but I I had a grasp on how things were kind of going. And since then, this seems like the worst it's been. You no, know, so it's only been ten years that I've had a, any kind of grasp, but just seems like it—it's worse now than it's ever been. And the crazy thing is, is you know, probably everybody under the sound of my voice that we—we've all been ag- in agreement of certain things. Uh, we've all agreed on biblical standards. We've all agreed on this or that, and these moral standards, and that we need Jesus, and that we need to be united as as Christians and as believers, we've always believed this, and it seems like this COVID-19 thing has completely changed that. Whether you have the same political beliefs, whatever, you know, that was a big dividing factor in our country, and now the COVID thing seems like that's a dividing factor amongst everybody. That I have my own opinions about COVID, I have my own opinions about masks, I have my own opinions about all of it, how it's handled, how it's being handled how it should be handled. And I bet they don't line up with anybody out there's opinion. And everybody thinks that they're right. And I'm not, I'm not up here to say what is right. What I'm up here to say is I think at some point we got so concerned with what's going on in, our, in the world and become less concerned about what we're supposed to be concerned about. And that's God's Word. Amen. <clears throat> and I wanted to go to I want to go to Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. The Bible says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I wanted, I wanted to start out there. And, I mean, the Bible calls us to have a mindset that's set on God. That, to say that, that our minds should be set on things above, not on earthly things. And, you know, that's, that's real easy to say and real hard to do. And it just seems like our focus, our attention, everything is so polarized. You're either on this side or on that side. And you either believe this or you believe that. And It's like you have to be in this camp and you can't be in that camp. And it just seems like it's become so tribal. Even in our own community, it's become so tribal. It's become so dividing that we just soon not talk to each other. I just seem not talk to them, even if they do go to church with me. Even do, even though they sit right across the aisle from me, I just seem not talk to him because they just, they're just stupid. They just don't see things the right way, you know. And we laugh, but that's that's how we see it. That's how we view it. Is man, they're just so stupid about how they view stuff. And the Bible calls us to love one another. And says we should love each other, and especially those who are in Christ Jesus. That we should be united together. That if you're a believer and I'm a believer, that we have something in common. And that's Jesus Christ. And we should love one another. And we should build each other up. That we might not agree on everything, but we believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And that everything in our life should be, should be done to honor Him. And to lead others to Him. <clears throat> I'll tell you another thing we all have in common. And this is what every single person on planet earth has in common is we have an enemy, the devil, Satan, and he wants to destroy all of us. He wants to destroy the kids. There's, no, there's not a person young enough that he doesn't want to destroy. He, he, there's no bounds to what Satan wants to destroy that he wants to kill. and Satan wants to see us all spend eternity in hell, separated from Jesus Christ, separated from God. He wants us to fall into sin. He wants us to be divided We all have this enemy. And the Bible says in 1 Peter, it says, be alert, be aware, because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. Man, Satan is on the loose today. And to me, it looks like he's winning. Even in our own community, even in our own churches, even right here in small town Arkansas, it sure looks like Satan's doing what he wants to do. Because we're divided. Because we all have our own opinion But it's not an opinion from God. It's just our own opinion. But the Bible tells us that set your hearts on Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And it goes on to say, it says, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. Then it goes on verse 5, and it says, "...put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is adultery. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to one another." since you have taken off the old self with its practices. And so, I, I wanted to make a point what it says, in, it says in verse 5. It says, put to death all these things. It says, put to death sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed. It says as Christians, your mind should be set on God. Yes. And every day you should renew your mind. And, and, and because you're called to that, the Bible goes on It says, you need to put to death the evil things. The things that are not of God, the things that are from Satan, you need to put those things to death. And it goes on and it it, it challenges us. And it says, because you're being raised with Christ, because you know Christ, because you've been born again, you're called to put these things, and it says you must rid yourself of anger. Man, I, I think about myself, and I think about things that I've said about people in my own community. How I've got angry because they thought a little bit differently than me. And not about this, but because of opinion about a mask. Or because of an opinion about this or that. An opinion that don't really have much of effect on me. I just feel like it's wrong and it makes me angry. And I get this rage. And then I start to slander them and then I start to have filthy language. But the Bible says that if you're raised with Christ, you should rid yourself of such things. But man, I find, that, I find that hard to do. And I find that really hard to do. And taking COVID completely out of it, I find living for God hard to do. Yeah. That if you're truly trying to live for God, that if you're truly trying to set your mind on God, it's hard to do. It's hard to live for Christ. It's hard to be a light to others. It's hard to live a righteous life. And it's something, you can't do it in your own power. It's only through Christ. But it's still hard, and and I wanted to I want to transition and I want to go to Ephesians chapter six verse ten. Ephesians chapter six verse ten says this it says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So you remember I said that our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a rolling lion, looking for somebody to devour. Satan comes against us and and the Bible says be strong in the Lord. I'll tell you one problem in our community, one problem in our country, one problem in the entire world right now is that men, particularly men, but men and women are not strong in the Lord. You know, to be strong in anything, then you have to put effort into it. You have to put time into it. To be strong in anything, and it has to not just time and effort one time, but it has to be consistent. And that, that's just a fact. If you want to be strong in basketball, then you have to put time and you have to put effort and it has to be consistent or you'll never be strong in it. If you want to be strong in your arm, strong in your body, strong in your physical fitness, then it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes consistency. That I can't just do it for one week, but it has to be continuous. That it has to be, there has to be consistency in it. And the Bible says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. Let me tell you something. The devil's schemes, it wasn't a suggestion. It wasn't, it wasn't saying, hey, put on the full armor of God so that in the case that the devil attacks you, that you might be able to stand. But it says put on the full armor of God so that you can stand when the devil does attack you. That Satan is coming against our community. Satan is coming against you. Every single person under the sound of my voice, Satan is coming against us. And and he, and he roars around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. He wants to devour you. He wants to see you dead in sin. He wants to see you on the broad road to hell. He wants to see you arguing and mad and in a fit of rage. He wants to see you disagree with your neighbor. He wants you to hold something in your heart against somebody sitting across the aisle. That's what Satan wants. And and the biggest problem that I see in our world is we don't have strong men and women anymore. People that are strong in the Lord. You know, used to, mom and dads would lay their hands on their kids and they would pray over them before they sent them to school. They'd say, God protect them because we know what's out there. We know what kind of evil is going to come against them. We know what kind of temptations are going to be out there. We know because we've been there. I remember going through high school. I remember the sin problems. I remember the the lust that was going on there. I remember all those temptations. I remember fighting all those things and battling that. And what parents used to do, the people that were strong in the Lord, is they used to put their hands on their kids and they'd pray over them. And when they left the house, they continued to pray for them because they believed in an almighty God. They believed that the protection from God was better than any kind of advice we could ever give them. We were strong in the Lord. Now, we give them a mask and we give them a cell phone and we say, hey, call me if you need me. Call me if you need me. If you got a problem, figure it out. You got Google. This country used to be strong in the Lord. There used to be revivals. Yes. Just, just when I was growing up as a kid, we had these community revivals. And I remember I went like six years and never missed a night. And I enjoyed it. I was a young man, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it seems like we've got away from that. We're scared to death and we might have a virus bop out on us. And I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to make it political. What I'm trying to say is at some point it seems like that we've lost faith in an almighty God. Amen. At some point it seems like that we, we forgot that this God that we come and we worship every Sunday and this, this Jesus that we talk about that he's alive and that he's real. And it seems like that we forgot that greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. It seems that we forgot that he's not just just an almighty God and he's not just completely in control, but he can heal sicknesses. That I've seen people right here at this altar be healed. Come up here with problems. Actual tumors that are seen on x-rays go back to have them removed and they were gone. That we serve a God that's in the business of healing. We serve a mighty God. And my challenge for us today is why don't we start being strong in the Lord? You know, one thing that it seems like we do is we criticize how stuff used to be done. Because in the older days, and I'm talking before my time, life was just, and I didn't mean that as an old joke, before anybody's time. Life up to this point was a lot harder. Yeah. Like if you, you put yourself in 1900, you walked everywhere or you rode on a horse. You worked every day. There wasn't no conveniences, there wasn't no air condition. There was dirt floors. Life was a lot more inconvenient. And we, we criticize that and we go, oh, thank God. Thank God that we've got all these modern conveniences. Thank God that we have this. Thank God that we have all these things. But somewhere down the road, all these conveniences become idols, and we got so comfortable and so situated with where we're at, we got so excited about the convenience of not having to do something, that we stopped relying on God and we started relying on the conveniences. You know, one thing about old school is it was probably rougher and it probably was inconvenience. And them all night revivals that I, I've heard heard—I've never seen, but I've heard about them. Revivals lasting for weeks and weeks. It might have come as an inconvenience. But let me tell you something about old school. Is old school worked. There was something about when you're inconvenienced and you're seeking God, there's something about it working, that it actually bringing good to your life. Like fasting, you know what fasting is—a huge inconvenience. You deny yourself food all day for the purpose of growing closer to God. It's a fast, and it comes as this huge inconvenience. Like God, why, why this? Why am I not eating? Or maybe you're fasting TV. Why am I not watching TV? It's this huge inconvenience. But something about fasting is when you are inconvenienced and you're seeking God with a purpose man, that's when things begin to happen. That's how you become strong in the Lord. You become strong in the Lord in the same way that you become strong in anything else is it takes time. It takes time spent praying, time spent on your knees. It takes consistency. It takes effort. It takes me denying myself, laying down what I want and taking up my cross and seeking God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. You know, God calls us to stand. He calls us to fight. The Bible says it says that this is not a battle of flesh and blood. So this is not a battle that goes on out in a field somewhere. And we take swords and we fight something and it's, there's blood spewing everywhere. But this is a battle that goes on in our hearts. It's a temptation to talk bad against your neighbor. It's a temptation to lust. It's a temptation to cheat on your, your spouse. It's a temptation that goes on. It's a battle in your heart and it's a battle for your soul. And the, and the Bible says that we don't run from it. But it says to stand so that when Satan comes against you, when the day of evil comes against you, therefore put on the full armor of God yes. that you may stand your ground. And it says, after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then. Amen. God calls us to stand. I want, to go back. I want to go back to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to pick up right where I left off. And it says, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its creator. Here, there is no Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord has forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity that's what we're called to be as Christians. That's what this community is called to be. That's what this church is called to be, is that we're called to clothe ourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness and patience and forgive those who've done us wrong. Forgive those who think differently than you. Forgive those, for God has forgiven you. And it says, above all these things, put on love, which binds all this together in perfect unity. AJ, if you'll come. We are all in a battle today. And it's not against somebody that thinks differently than us. It's not against your neighbor. It's not against the president. It's not against the government. It's against Satan. And I think our church, I think our community, I think that our whole country needs to be more kingdom-minded. I want to go back to verse one. It says, since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above for Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. When I'm kingdom-minded and I have a life that reflects that, I'm kingdom-minded, I'm about the business of advancing God's kingdom. It becomes less about Hans's opinion, and it becomes a lot more about Christ's testimony. People stop seeing my opinion, and they start seeing Jesus. And that's my challenge for everybody today, is that we would get a mindset that, man, I wanna know Jesus more, that I wanna be strong in the Lord. That I want to be a light to those that are in darkness. I want to be a light to my community. I want to help my brothers and sisters because I want to get to heaven and I want to take as many people as I can with me. That I wish we would get serious about loving God. I wish we'd get old school. I wish we'd start filling up these altars and not getting worried about a sickness or disease because I believe that we serve an almighty God. I believe in a God that can put a hedge of protection around you. That not even Satan can break through. I believe in a God that still does miracles. I believe in a God that can take a heart and a life of hell and transform it into something magical that's going to go to heaven. That God can take brokenness and it can turn it into purposeful things. I don't care where you've been, I don't care what you've done. I don't care how bad you are, how messed up you are, nobody is too far gone for God's love to break into their heart and transform their life. If y'all stand with me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If anybody wants to pray for any reason, consider these altars open. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come to you. Lord, and we thank you for who you are, God we thank you for what you've done for each and every one of us lord and i pray right now god that you would help us to be strong in you god you would help us to be consistent god in our faith you'd help us to walk by faith and not by sight lord that you just put a fire down in our hearts god something god that gives us a fresh perspective god something that gives us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness please help us god to love you more Lord, help us not to have our hearts and our minds set on things of the world, God, but help us to have our hearts and our minds set on things that are heavenly, God. Things above, not on earthly things. Lord, we thank you, God. It's not by us, but it's only by you. And we give you all the praise and glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.